You're special. In fact, I'm counting on it. We're lost in the dark. But you give people hope. And I will always be with you. I see this. a new beginning. Hello, welcome to the debut episode of Cortana's Communiques. Is that right, Sean? Communiques, yep. All right, that's a French word, and sometimes I screw that up, even though I'm half French. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, we are a podcast on the television series Halo. Uh, that you can find on the Paramount Plus TV station, which is a pay station formerly known as CBS All Access. Uh, they are well known for their science fiction, uh, including many of the Star Trek uh, shows and the absolutely horrible The Stand uh, miniseries. Um, I didn't want to be promoting that one. Here, here. <laughs> Worst. But this is a new series on their channel, originally uh, to debut on Showtime, but Showtime is owned by Paramount Plus, and Paramount Plus is the bigger station, and they're the ones that are doing all the sci-fi with Star Trek. Oh, that makes sense now, because I saw but, it said Showtime Production, and I was like, oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, they're all they're the same company, and as is CBS, they're all the same company. Every, everything's owned by one giant conglomerate. It seems <laughs> not quite um, one, but about well, four. Th- about yeah, four. three or yeah, four. Yeah, four. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Apple, yeah. Disney, the Comcast, AT and T. Well, yeah. Well, Viacom. now, um, yeah. Well, now uh, all Comcast the, is out of it now. I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So now you got yeah. Discovery, which has bought up, I think, a lot of the Warner Brothers stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The, yes. Yes. Uh, Discovery is now Warner Brothers. That's just, and HBO. That's just correct. Yeah, they're going to get combined. That'll save me some money. Uh, anyway, uh, let's get back to this here. Uh, so this uh, podcast here is going to t- come each week, uh, usually on Mondays, unless it's a holiday, and then it will appear maybe on a Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, but as long as there's no holiday, it should appear on Mondays. Um, we will discuss each episode of the series as it goes. We'll also throw in some uh stuff about the video games or you know just random stuff as well but mostly focusing on the television series itself i am one of your co-hosts philip from the state of new hampshire in the us of a and with me in the state of new york hi this is mike mike how are you sir i am fine phil how are you this weirdly sunday evening it is yes yes we haven't done sunday evening podcast since the american gods i think television series yeah let's not talk about that yeah, yeah <laughs> searching for American Gods, the podcast. Uh, uh, that, I, I, I will. That second season, I think, is far worse than what uh, the stand was. Far worse. Uh, Whoa! Uh, <laughs> so fighting words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, I mean, uh, it's not Fear the Walking Dead bad, but it's bad. Anyway, um, we do have a co-host from the Commonwealth of Virginia. Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how are you? I'm good. Excellent. And we have a co-host from the province of Alberta, Canada. 
Hey, everyone, it's Sean. I hope everyone is doing well. And how are you doing, Sean? I'm doing pretty good. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, for folks who have stumbled upon us uh, searching for anything Halo uh, or just following us through the Dark Discussions uh, podcast, uh, we are part of the Dark Discussions News Network, which is www.darkdiscussions.com. It is uh, a new site that talks all things genre and pop culture stuff, and it has many podcasts, including its uh, the original podcast called Dark Discussions Podcast, which is a weekly podcast that discusses a genre film. Um, you also can find this podcast here, Cartania's Communiques, on the Dark Discussions podcast feed, or you can find it on its own feed uh, as Cartania's Communiques, wherever podcasts are found. Um, so, um, and, and, who, and who came up with that name there, Phil? Uh, Sean Fox. Sean from Canada, Alberta. <laughs> so, if, if for some reason someone that does not know Halo, and this is their first time just watching the show because they're Paramount Plus subscribers and they saw it pop up in their feed. Uh, they would never know why it's called Cortana's Communiques from the first episode. Sean, do you want to explain that? Well, I assume that Cortana would have been in the first episode, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, but could you explain where the name comes from? Uh, Communiques is just a message, right? Message. And, 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 who's, would... and who is Cortana in the, in the Halo universe for those new people? Oh, for the, the sorry, I'm not. A, I don't play Halo as much as everyone else. So, um, oh, you play it more like, than I do. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so she's basically like a what is, is she considered like a sentient AI? Yeah, that makes that sense. is that uh, assists the Master Chief in his many adventures. Yes, yes, that is correct. Yeah, she she played a, a significant role in the video games. Um, uh, probably her best role was uh, Halo 4. Uh, the, game, the series has been around for over 20 years or so and uh, has numerous iterations of the game. Um, and there is a, a brand new game that just came out in 2021 and was listed as one of the top 10 best games of that year uh, called Halo Infinite, I believe, which I actually purchased, but I have not started playing yet because uh, I'm still playing uh Nair Automata. Um but uh she plays a uh like a hologram that appears um ver at various points including in the Master Chief's hand uh as well as at various computer uh outlets on spaceships and buildings and whatnot as a blue uh I guess uh humanoid looking creature um with with like um that's has code running all over her but she appears as a a female human um and such so uh we're assuming we will see her she is listed in the credits played by natasha and i'm going to screw up the scottish name mac alhone uh who plays the voice in the video games and now she's a uh, brought back to do it here uh so they're probably going to be doing a computer graphic version of the character or or something similar to maybe like Gollum in lord of the rings looking at uh, the um there's like a behind the scenes after show or something on uh on paramount plus wait is it Par no, paramount plus yeah, is paramount it, plus. Yes, it's paramount plus uh that uh i think shows a shot of her so she's very very cgi looking sort of PlayStation 3 era looking, but that's a whole nother story. 
Right. Well, and that, that's fair because she is supposed to be just a computer graphic um, because she's not really there. Yeah, it's funny because my wife, who doesn't play a lot of video games, was commenting on how certain things seemed very game-like in the show, which I thought was neat. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. And and also, uh, Cartagena is is kind of like a even though the master the chief is the big character and everybody loves him and whatnot. If Cortana has become like the breakout character. And if you go to conventions that have a lot of cosplayers, um, Cortana would be one of the more obvious um, cosplay costumes by um, women that uh, go to these conventions. Well, because it's probably um, easier than making a full suit of armor. Yeah, well, there's two reasons, I think, Mike. One, because, yeah, the full suit of armor would be, be very expensive and also very difficult to make if you're a man or even a woman who wanted to play Master Chief. Uh, but also a lot of cosplayers um, are, are well-known, and this isn't sexist by saying that, um, very um, provocative-looking intentionally, where they show uh, various things. And, and Cortana is a character that appears semi-naked in the, in the video game. Uh, as if she's wearing either nothing or a bodysuit, um, and so it's it's a pretty a provocative look, and so it doesn't make make uh, any sense not for uh, ladies who are sci-fi fans and video game fans to um, want to uh, dress as her at conventions. And I don't think I'm wrong by saying that, right? I mean, we've all seen cosplayers, right? And and many of them are very provocatively dressed so i don't think i've said anything out of line there um all right so uh let's go around and talk about uh um if anybody's actually played any of the video games and also uh what they thought of uh the first episode so it was just a quick wrap up our thoughts of, of the first episode uh then we'll get into a little bit backstory um of the the show and, and the video game, and, and then talk our review and critique on the episode one, the pilot, uh, which um, we uh, can all say, uh, actually, it's called Contact, so it is actually has a name. Uh, they do name their episodes, unlike some television series. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll uh, talk about it, because here we don't just review, but we critique and dissect, so uh, there will be spoiler alerts. Um, or, or just we don't want to even be alert. We'll just spoil stuff because we're assuming anybody who's here has already watched the episode and, and intentionally wants to hear feedback about the episode. Um, all right, so let's go around and uh, discuss uh, if we ever played the video games or familiarity with the universe and what we thought of the first episode. So uh, let's start with you, Barrett. Um, so I have played a little bit of the video games, not enough to know enough about it. Um, to me, it was mostly like killing stuff. So, I, you know, I didn't get as far into the story. Just was, you know, very initial playing each game at friends' houses. Um, and as far as the show, I had seen it advertised. I knew the game was very sci-fi from what little I played. So I was excited about it. And uh, I really enjoyed this first episode. Um, it's not perfect, but it was very enjoyable. It had action pretty much all the way through. All right, sounds good. Uh, let's go with you, uh, Sean. Uh, yes, yeah, so I have played Halo, uh, usually getting schooled by my friends who are far more adept at first-person shooters. Uh, so 
I have had many evenings getting my butt kicked pretty badly. Sometimes I won if we played Rockets because I might get lucky and blow someone up. But <laughs> take, but uh, in the firefights, I usually just get crushed. But um, also like watch friends play the uh, the story, just the actual story as opposed to just the uh, multiplayer stuff. So I know a little bit about stuff of what's happened, but again, because I'm not a huge first person uh, shooter person. It wasn't a huge draw. I so there's like I remember when the first Halo came out because it was mind blowing for everyone on the Xbox at the time, uh, and I know people were not expecting it to be as good as it was, uh, especially again for the time. I'd seen it really take advantage of all of uh, the what the Xbox could provide, and uh, just even having like the uh, the coral arrangement that they have at this when you like turn the game on and it has like the little coral chant or whatever that was kind of cool so it was nice touches and it had some really cool ideas i think over time but i as i say i'm not familiar with everything but i know that the one that came out the game that i think was halo 5 did not get uh was not uh, received well by a lot of the people who are big halo fans because i guess they messed up a whole lot of stuff and yeah so that's pretty much my uh, dealings with Halo. <laughs> All right. And um, your thoughts on uh, the first episode of uh, the television series? Uh, I was, I, I don't know why I'm still, I'm, I guess I'm waiting to see how it progresses. I don't hate it. It's not the stand or anything like that. Um, but I also, like I know a lot of people were very, very high on it. I'm not sure if I'm super high on it. I think it has a lot of good things. And I will say right now, like the special effects and stuff are really, really top notch. Um, but I kind of want to see where they're going to take things. So. All right. Sounds good. Um, all right. Let's go with you, Mike. Uh, video games and, and your thought on the first. Yeah, topic. I am well aware of Halo. Uh, I've, I've only actually played the first game and I enjoyed that a lot. And for whatever reason, I never caught up with the subsequent installments. Um, I am, I like first person shooters. It is one of the few genres I will consistently play. Uh, but I am not an online multiplayer and I understand the multiplayer aspect of Halo was for a lot of fans. It's big draw. And at least in the beginning, I know there's some people really wrapped up in the universe, but a lot of the fun came in its multiplayer thing, sort of like just as it was for, say, Quake back in the day. Um, and under, I understand because I have played a lot of a lot more first person shooters actually prior to playing Halo. So I did get a sense of some of its gameplay innovations like regenerating health and limiting you to only two weapons. Uh, I remember games like Doom where you could carry around a small arsenal of, uh, you know, to choose from as you go through the game. Uh, so it does force the player to make decisions and just the ability to get in and out of vehicles and all these other things that you could do for the first time, really. Not the first time, because I think Half-Life did it also, but uh, certainly on a console game, it was a, a new experience. But um, And that was about it. That's I, I know the games have come out, and I've just kind of lost track of that. And uh, by the time like I was maybe wanting to play Halo 2, we'd already bumped up to the next generation, and I don't usually go backwards. Um, I have did some brushing up. I had a rough idea of what was going on with the Halo universe. Uh, I did some brushing up uh, after watching the first episode of this series to see where it was, because I wanted to judge the TV series on its own. 
Uh, I'm thinking where Sean is. I think this is a uh, this is a wait and see. There is a lot of stuff that looks nice visually. Um, the acting is fine, but not exceptional. Uh, the story is fine, but not exceptional. You know, it's a lot of a lot of it is is kind of cliched, which is fine. You're just warming up at this point, but this is not a show that for me just like reached out and just grabbed me by the throat to begin with. So I, I enjoy what's there. I like kind of where they're going. Uh, I thought it was, uh, I like the casting of Master Chief. Um, and other than that, you know, it's, it's really going to be a, a, a holding pattern I, because they're clearly telling a story. There are big elements of the Halo video games that are not yet present in the show. Like, why is it called Halo? Uh, I have a feeling that we will get to those things as the series progresses. So I'm not going to jump right on. And I saw some people, they're not even following the game. Well, it's an adaptation. Uh, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm taking it for what it is. You're not watching an entire series from the perspective of a single character running around by themselves for the entire show. Uh, but it does sound like there's a lot of stuff that borrows heavily from the lore and mythology. But again, I've never read the books, the comics, or played through the various, you know, the mainstream series of games, let alone all its various spinoffs and so forth. So I'm sure details are changed, information has changed. Um, but I'm looking at it strictly from the point of view as someone who's not a diehard fan or has any real investment in this universe and is just interested in judging it as a series on its own. All right, sounds good. Um, yeah, for me, um, yeah, I was a huge Halo fan. Uh, I played the first four games, and then uh, the fifth game I didn't play, um, so I haven't played the games, you know, since since the fourth game, which was was 12, ten years ago. Um, but I do have the latest game, Halo Infinite. I just haven't started it yet. Um, I did hear what Sean said about Halo Five. Had some issues. Uh, also, Halo 4, there was uh, um, some stuff about what happens to Cortana that kind of changes what you would expect that would be in Halo 5. And so whatever reason, I, I, I skipped Halo 5. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I'm a big fan of the, of the series. Um, um, the game was a game I played over and over and over uh, up to the fourth game. Um, now, uh, for the, the series, um, um, yeah, I actually, uh, thought the episode was pretty good. Um, now why isn't it called Halo? That's a fair point that might mention why is it called Halo, but if I'm not mistaken in the original game, the first game, um, you don't even know why it's called Halo until late in the game when they discover something and they name it. Halo, uh, because well, I thought the Halo was referring to the to the ring structure you're playing on yeah. in the game. So yeah, I think that's, that's what. It, yeah. Well, it, it is, but you're not playing on the game. You start on a planet, and then you don't find they find the Halo. No, ring I thought you start first game. I'm in the game. Sure you, don't you start on the Halo structure in the first game? Yeah, I think you just don't realize it, isn't that the? Maybe I'm remembering it wrong, but I thought well, it was that you start on the Halo. You don't. I no, don't even remember that now. I'm, oh, I'm what the structure is? Now. You just think it's a planet, so. But 
Anyway, uh, but yeah, I, but I do remember they do find a second Halo as well later in the game. But either way, we're going to find out something about it and why it's called Halo uh, for folks who haven't played the series or the games or done research. Um, now, um, again, these are only one hour or less uh, episodes, so they only can fill in so much. And this episode here... Um, the first 20 minutes is uh, actually the first 30 minutes because uh, it was about five or 10 minutes even after um, the credits um, that the show is action. And then the last 30 minutes or so of the show slows down considerably. Um, so obviously you only, if you only have 30 minutes or so of exposition in the second half, you're not going to get much. Um, but again, um, there still isn't much, that they really tell us about, um, and we'll get into what we do learn. Um, so yeah, I, I actually enjoyed the the first episode. Um, I know there's been some backlash about um, various things from such websites as Bound by Comics and and the Quartering uh, podcast on on YouTube and bunch bunch of other stuff about uh, not following the games completely uh the changes um not using the voice actor for the video games for the master chief um the the woke check boxes have been gone to an extreme um based off of uh switching ethnicities of characters and 10 to 1 um people of color versus white and various other things. Yeah, it's just all things that people have been saying. Uh never mind the fact that the games um I guess the show starts earlier than the game and the Master Chief um who never shows his face or casts jokes does both in this episode. Now these things didn't bother me um yeah. at all. But uh, it is noted that, I guess, as we know with all fan bases, because we've seen it with Marvel, we've seen it with Star Wars, we've seen it with Star Trek, we've seen it with Game of Thrones, we've seen it with Lord of the Rings, we've seen it with DC, and on and on and on. It can be toxic people that are fans, never mind the toxic people who may create the art. Um, so you got to take both with a grain of salt. Well, and I guarantee that any any actor that's going to be in a helmet most of the show is going to want some scenes where their helmet comes off. Right. And I, I would imagine they put it in their contract because they have to. Otherwise, they'd be in a helmet. And they, they want to be people to know who they are. So I just I assumed it just because it was something that was where they had never revealed his face in the entire series up, you know, until this. I thought it would be something he would save later on, maybe not the first episode. Yeah. Maybe it was I mean, a matter of getting it out of the way so they can move on to other stuff or something. Yeah, uh, somebody on our Facebook page said, comment that they ripped off uh, Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. Yep. And, I, and I will say that the first couple of minutes, yeah, I could in my head hear a similarity in the voice. Uh, you had the, the music. The opening strains kind of reminded me of the the Mandalorian score, and um, 
it said, and there's a bit of a desert, which is where the Mandalorian is said, at least in, in its first episode. And then once you get beyond those first few seconds, those comparisons really aren't there anymore. It's not like nope. Mandalorian <laughs> established the idea of a character who never takes his mask off. Uh, I certainly know that goes back to at least Judge Dredd, and that was a thing where the character had been around for 20 years and never removed his mask. And that first, and, and Darth, well, Darth Vader doesn't remove his until the end of uh, the first trilogy. And so it's not a thing that Mandalorian came up with. And the story is completely different. Completely. <laughs> the character is completely <laughs> different. Completely. All this, there is... There is there is very little Mandalorian present in this. So I I I, dis, I, I, I heard you. I felt the same thing at first. If you turned it off right away, you really need to keep watching because it, it, those similarities are very superficial. And I and the voice was just at first because it's coming through the helmet, so it's going through like a com. Um, I, I missed that similarity. It wasn't. It didn't sustain. It, whatever it was well, about the one by two lines. Master Chief doesn't have like a a reason like religion or you know his the way he's brought up for not taking that helmet off, right? Right. Whereas the and Mandalorian isn't supposed to, otherwise he's not a Mandalorian anymore. Yeah, he's exiled huge, from his community. Yeah, I mean it's a huge um, difference. <laughs> yeah, so and here, look, they 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 want to get much the whole point of this. Um, if you missed it on the first episode, I think they make it very clear. The whole point of this is going to be the character discovering his humanity. And this is a big change from to the, the character because in the games, my understanding is that the Spartans are all like genetically created. They're not people. And where here, uh, a, a subplot seems to be that he is remembering, which he's not supposed to be able to do. So you get the sense that he's... Um, he may have been a person who was, whether he was conscripted, volunteered, abducted, like whatever, like RoboCop. Now, the other possibility is, because we do see signs of cloning experiments, maybe he's a clone of someone who exists and somehow is, content, is getting the memories that way, which would still kind of be consistent a little bit with what they, the original character's metaphor is. But it is, it is on, at the surface, it seems to be a big change to that character. Because the character does not have a past, uh, is my understanding. But at the same time, the, the the idea of video game characters when Halo came out was that the character should be a blank slate so the the, the gamers can project themselves into that character's role, yep. right? Yeah, totally different. Um, and it's a totally different medium. And here, but, you're not but to, the character. But, but to interject, I... I I, I'm not disagreeing with you, Mike, but I, I can at least empathize if I don't necessarily agree with the the fan base I don't, that has issues with that. I don't, because if you can't understand the difference between a video game and a show and the different constraints upon them from the actor having contractual things in there that would probably make him be able to show his face. Well, then you just get I'm actor. not talking about that. I'm talking about the backstory. Oh, as far as the story, yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, look, it's it, it is what it is. If yeah. everyone should know, anytime you go into something like this, this is not new. They didn't just invent it now. No, I, I can remember this going back since I was a little kid, and I'm and I know it didn't just come up then. Um, they change 
things when they get adapted. They leave out your favorite scene. They change a character's background. They, they merge two characters together. They may change a character's race or sex to make it a, uh, you know, more palatable to a larger audience. You know, and in this case, my understanding is the characters in the silver team are not exactly the same characters that were in the blue team in Halo. And so they are new characters and therefore they're not race swapping anything. And it's a UN based organization. That means, you know, white people are what, about a third of the planet. So, uh, yeah, you, it, it makes perfect <laughs> sense. Now, it doesn't make sense that 500 years in the future, people who are born on an alien planet are still speaking in the accents of their, their ancestors. <laughs> but, but other than that, um, it makes perfect sense. This is a scenario where it makes perfect sense to have this very rich ethnic cast. And, and I don't see why anyone should take an issue with this, especially since it's well, a show intended I, for international audience. I, I, th- I think there was, there was a character called Captain Keys or something, and they swapped his ethnicity, I guess. Now, again, I, I'm not um, um, okay. familiar with the character as much, because, I, again, I haven't played the game for a while. Um, but I guess for some of the fan base, I guess they, they had some issues with it. Again, whether it matters, I... I really can't speak but i i do know how fan bases do yep. work where it, yeah. it, yep it is it, what it is you know and sometimes yeah. i understand it i mean sometimes I, I see where people are coming from but i mean it's just right again you're not making it <laughs> well, well, I do well know, it's, yeah. it's if it, then this, this show is not for you. Yep. you 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 have to and i'm not saying you're wrong for feeling the way you're feeling but you have which to make is, which is kind of bizarre though right because that the the franchise is known to a group of folks who play the video games, obviously more than video game people of Halo are going to watch the show because it could be a really cool universe for anybody to enjoy. But one, one of the things you do see on Twitter or on these podcasts or on these uh, websites is if you're going to make a show on a intellectual property that is loved by a huge group of people, you usually want to make those people happy first and then the rest of the audience will come in after and if you piss off the the main audience the original audience the fan base then i see your point mike but it is weird for someone to say well i guess the show's not for you then and it's like yeah but i'm the one that plays the games i'm the one that loves the game and again i'm not i'm playing devil's advocate here i'm playing devil's advocate but i think you also know you you'll accept that when you get a large fan base like that or if you get any fan base of anything you can't get two fans in a room without them finding something to argue about about the thing that they love. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can you can try to capture yeah, what like, you like think. Me and you, Mike, with yeah. about Sansa or Cersei's or Daenerys or whatever. Right, we and, about we, and we have and they're right with Game of Thrones. There was a lot of debate even before you know you could argue when the show was declining as, as the merits of different characters and and what was being done and who was in the right or the wrong and. You know, that, but there was a show that wasn't presenting those things. If they were to suddenly make a new adaptation and suddenly, uh, I don't know, they cast a black actor in the in the uh, in the role of um, of Tyrion or Cersei or something. All right, fine. I guess people are going to complain about that. Um, I, I've usually said, unless it's something very specific in the look of the character, 
um, or the background of the character. You know, if a character is a is a is a white supremacist, probably best not to race swap them. <laughs> um, you know, if you're if your character if you're playing a you know a character that was a you know a, a, a samurai warrior, then Keanu Reeves might not be your best choice, right? It's Oops. Um, yeah, or or Native American. Maybe don't play Johnny Depp. But you know, you go through. There's places where it probably doesn't make a lot of sense to do it. Uh, you know, and I just was that funny. I just read an article complaining about use casting Denzel Washington in uh, Joel Cohen's uh, The Tragedy of Macbeth, where Shakespeare's had a long history of casting characters in roles regardless of their race, because uh, it's not meant to be a historically accurate portrayal um so it's a thing you're going to upset people no matter what you do and you have you have three options and right right but and and i've and i've been there before right right well well well, again you know right now we're just focusing on on i guess diversity but but if we if we we look at the other things that folks have complained about um, maybe maybe they 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 have some merit, but again, it is fan base as well. I mean, but I the, know they're they're complaining about the human girl or, that's in the covenant because there there is no right. human that and, that one's a big one. And then the music in the game, like you said, it was Mandalorian, and they, people were upset they didn't just use the music from the video game because the video game music is is pretty good, in, at least in their opinion. But yeah, I get it. Like, and again, it's and it's the yes, you want to satisfy them. You try to find the essence of the thing and hope that essence of that appeals to it. And we just had a new Batman movie that you know is yet the what the the fourth incarnation or fifth incarnation of that character on screen, uh, on movie screens, not counting the the dozen or so television adaptations. Um, and they change things. They always change things. You try to get what the core of the character or the story is. And I don't know if we've seen enough of it play out, but again, you've got three options. One is you change the channel, don't watch it. Option two is you get over it and continue to watch it and learn to embrace those differences. Or option three is you hate watch the show. And that is the option that I think is the least productive and the most nonsensical. And I've, and I've certainly been on that end of not liking changes that people have made to certain stories and certain things. And I move on. That's the thing. That yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's the thing is, is that at this time that the show is made as it is by the people who made it as it is. So your concerns have been brought to our attention through Facebook, social media, uh, podcasts, websites and articles and whatnot. Now, like you said, Mike, now you have a choice, either shut it off or not, because yeah. it, it's already created. So, right. And and the thing is, the <laughs> the number of people in this world who have played Halo, and the number of people in this world who have not played Halo, or read the books or read the comics, the number who haven't is way bigger than those that have. Of course, the difference is that the people is that that proportion who have done it are also a large percentage of the people who are going to be likely to check it out. So it's a balancing act. You know, the larger audience is out there to be, to be had, you know, I am sure the character of what's her name, Quan, yep. um, that is almost certainly blatantly done to get the show in, in front of the eyes of a Japanese, of a Chinese audience, because there's a billion Chinese out there. 
and they want them subscribing to Paramount Plus. Yeah. And, right. and that this has been this is a recurring thing. We've discussed this in the Dark Discussions podcast. You know, China has will spend drop lots of money to and, and dangle lots of money in front of people uh, of producers to influence the, the, the development of their series or movie to have something favorable for the Chinese people to get it well, approved uh, uh, for, their, that for their territory. Was, but was that Chinese? I think I think that was Korean that she was speaking. Oh, was she? I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, regardless, yeah, I guarantee, I I guarantee you she was, she's I there she's, to appeal to a broader audience. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. There's no doubt. Um, the Asian audience. But, but yeah, because I think uh, she's ethnically Australian, but of Korean ethnicity, where her parents, grandparents came from South Korea. Oh, actually, her parents came from South Korea. So she was speaking Korean. Okay. Um, yeah. All right, then, then I'll, I'll retract that. But no, but but you're right though that it would obviously bring in a more diverse audience in the sense that um, um, Asian folk, you know, right. Asian nations would would be curious to see, you know, because there's a, a, a Asian actress of, of uh, importance. Assuming she continues to play importance in in the show, I mean, I, I don't know how she will based off of him in war and battle all the time, but maybe she will have a large role in the, in the, the show going forward. It's a good question. Um, all right. So let's see what else we want to discuss. Uh, that's related. All right. So we got through that. Um, that Can I throw it about the special effects stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's, let's, let's talk um, about some other stuff. Yeah. So what I wanted to say, and I don't know if you noticed this, and maybe this is again, just me. Uh, when the covenant comes out shooting and blasting and killing, lots of killing it reminded me of starship troopers and i was like i was not expecting this level of violence <laughs> to I, so um I, oh, that was that was interesting so but I, they gave me a feel initially of the starship troopers when they the bugs come out and just start just slaughtering everybody well well i i have to say i, I was kind of surprised and somewhat disappointed in the violence and and not because I don't like seeing violence in the show. It was remarkably awesome during that battle scene. But it immediately, unfortunately, especially uh, with the deaths of, of children, um, had literally taken away an entire audience, which included my two daughters of eight and six, who would most certainly have been enjoyable to watch this show. Um, now, obviously, it, it would if it was PG, PG 13, then, then, you know, then every parent would have a, an option to say, okay, you can watch this or not. I, I was the type of kid that wasn't allowed to watch Friday the 13th when it came out. So all my friends were watching it and oddly a lot of children that me and Mike know who go to these horror conventions that we participate as a part of the dark discussions uh, news network, including you Barrett as well. We, we, we see children, there who have seen Jason in Friday the 13th and actually watched those films. But I, unfortunately, I'm not that type of parent that would allow my children to watch that. I, I would show well, them there's... commercials because, you know, they like the monsters and they would like Halo, but I, I wouldn't want to show them the violence. So I, I can't let them see like Holly Quinn or, or this. Now you're going to say something, Mike? Well, and how old are your kids? They're six and eight. Right. So, like, I think the first time I remember actually seeing a rated R film was going to see 
the fog when I was nine, and I don't even know if that was that bad, and I'd already been hit with the TV edits of a lot of horror films by that point. Actually, sure. Um, and I, you know, I've always said there seems to be a switch using uh, my reference of the blob, you know, where people who saw the blob before the age of seven would scare the shit out of them. After that, it's laughable. Um, so, you know, that switch is coming. You know, I don't think this would be completely inappropriate for 10. Yeah, but the games are probably rated M or something, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, maybe. But they're more clean deaths. The deaths are cleaner in the game. Yeah, and a lot like, of these are alien deaths. It's alien deaths mostly in, in the video game, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, because you're not really shooting against the humans. You're going yeah. against just and, the combination of the flood. And again, like Jurassic Park or Jurassic World, which is coming out, I'll take my kids to see that film, even though – There'll be some deaths, obviously, and some scary moments, but it's dinosaurs, and six and eight year olds love dinosaurs, even you know boys or girls. But this year, there was yeah, there was humans that actually had their bodies blown to smithereens, and it was like, well, I can't have my kids watch this, unfortunately. Uh, you were gonna yeah, say it, it's pretty hyper violent. I mean, it's it may not show a lot of blood or anything, but there there's some pretty heinous violence in this, especially like you said. The scene with the like everyone that's weak is inside this building, and they all get killed. That's pretty. You don't see it on screen, but you know what happens. It's pretty it's rough. Implied very well. Yeah. Right. Well, it, and even when the, the the children are out in the forest, and the kids, yeah, they, they just get blown they away. Get sh- they get blown away, and all the blood splatters on Quan. Yeah. Quan, 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 and and know, she's so. in that blood for the whole episode, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. But I, Mike, you do have a fair point. I mean, you know, it's it um, maybe ten year old, eleven, twelve. It wouldn't be as, as bad. Uh, but just for me, as a parent of a six and an eight year old who would have loved to watch this show, um, it's it's somewhat dis- was disappointing. Yeah, I, no, I get that. But it's just at some point there's still going to be things made for an older audience, and the, it'll still be there for the kids later on. And you know, we can't have everything made for all audiences. Sure. Sure. No, and that's fair. That's fair. Because I mean, I, I let my kids watch me. Actually, I let them play resident evil, you know, and resident evil of the village, you know? And so they see some pretty graphic stuff in that. And that for some reason doesn't bother me as much because I guess it's cartoony because it's a video game. And, but, and to be fair, if you know, for the next 15 years, or you're the one responsible for their therapy bills. So, <laughs> Indeed. If Indeed. something goes wrong, that's your call. Yeah, yeah. Indeed. Uh, yeah, well, I, mean, I, I let them watch uh, part of the Game of Thrones when uh, the the Daenerys is is torching everybody with the the um, the battle of the of the, the gold wagon. Uh, yeah, that one too. So I let them see that. So, so yeah. I mean, it's it's. Yeah, I guess it depends. But but for some reason, seeing the children's get splattered and them all get shot to death, and that even though, like you said, Barrett, the doors open and you see them all get slaughtered, even though you don't see them get slaughtered because I couldn't believe it happened. Honestly, I did not think that was going to happen. I thought somebody was going to save the day, and those were the people that were going to live. But no, everybody dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that that was the point where I said, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I won't be able to let my kids watch this. Even the main guy, there were some fakeouts with him, and I was like, oh, he's gonna live now because he made it through two times, you know, when he should have died, and then he still gets axed in the end. I'm right, just glad right. that there were no animals on the base because I'm sure they would have been blown away in the yeah. sequence as well. So, with the way that the, right. the producers were approaching it, yes, I'm 
yeah, so I'm glad there were no one, no animals shown on the show. So yeah, and it's well, it's interesting because they are you are dealing with energy weapons. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and usually that gives you an excuse to go clean. Well, it, dep- it depends. The aliens' weapons are energy weapons, right? But the human weapons are all uh, machine guns and stuff. Yeah, but nobody really cares. When the aliens get blown. When the, when the aliens, because the aliens are almost guaranteed to have, like, green or blue or blood or something to make it less. Yeah, yeah. Less, less whatever, less traumatic for kids. Um, they make it more fun. But, I mean, but this is also not like um, District 9, which also used energy weapons, but was a splatter fest. Sure, sure. So, it is somewhere in between. So right. it's well, going to be, yeah, it's, yeah. I, I think a PG-13 rating is, or, or the equivalent, whatever, the, is, is fine. Yeah, I, I think agree. that makes sense to me. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, yeah, I'd have to rewatch that forest scene again to determine if it was a PG-13. But yeah, you could be right. Maybe maybe it is a PG-13 thing. Yeah, maybe it is. It's a fair point, Mike. Um, now, for some background. Well, I really say the Covenant was uh, effective at blasting people. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, some of the backstory, uh, the show Paramount Plus is announced has been the most successful show in viewership in the history of the station. Again, the station's only been around for about three years or so. Uh, yeah, but that means it's more popular or right. bigger than Star Trek. That's what I was about to and, say. And That's all exactly the, what I was about to say. Yep. Right. Yeah. The four different Star Trek series that they have, right? There's yep. – because they, they've done Discovery, Picard, uh, and then two animated series. Um, so – and they've Sorry, got another Phil. one coming. I didn't want to steal your thunder. I didn't mean to. Oh, no, no, that's fine. I, mean, I was going to say that exactly, which is, and that's pretty impressive because they have Star Trek, and the Star Trek is, is um, we're assuming, is uh, highly watched by a lot of folk. Um, but well, they haven't canceled have them yet, too. so. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and speaking of, of cancellations and whatnot, uh, Halo, because of that, has already been picked up for season two. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. okay, that's great. Yeah. That's, it, it's already officially uh, been lit. So. Now, see, this is this is my ignorance of this that side of the business. Um, there's a lot of shows where that has happened. Um, I would always think that maybe you could wait for one more episode, like just just to see if yeah. the uh, yes, just to see because off. people could watch it. Go, oh my god, this show <laughs> all sucks, and it completely goes off. Now that almost never happens, so yeah, it, it's kind of silly to for that. But I agree I, with I, you. I, I think it would just, just to me, it would seem to make sense. Yes. Um, Give it a little time, maybe three or four episodes even, just because yeah. you don't know how it's going to turn out. It could totally get a downturn right after this. Right. And by the way, it's rated, it's uh, TV, I just checked TV 14. So that's the TV okay. equivalent of PG 13. Oh, PG 13, yeah. Because we can't ever get anything fucking coordinated. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> that would be too easy, right? <laughs> yeah, too easy. Uh, and again, we're talking U.S. because it may be different in, in Canada where you are, Sean. Yeah. And whatnot. Um, so, yeah, I mean, whatever they, they must think. They, I guess also that they've already stated, too, that the, the two showrunners, uh, it's going to be different showrunners next season as well. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Huh. I hope it's successful. That's because, unusual. Oh. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I hope it's successful because I know what, there's another series coming down uh, 
I don't know if it's this year or later. Um, the Last of Us, based on the game, yeah, right? It's, it's supposed to be it has, on Netflix this year. No, no, it's not Netflix. It's uh, HBO Max, I think. Oh, HBO Max? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, and, that, and like, I hope, like, the hope is you can make a quality show so that you can then take some of the other good games and make quality shows from that. So the hope is that they put a lot of effort into making this a good show and you know, showing that you can take a video game and make a good series to watch and hopefully some other people will follow and make other good series. Yep. All right. All right. The first season is expected to debut in 2023. So you were right, Sean, that it's, it's even though it's fairly, it's already been mostly produced. Um, so, but you're right. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff coming out, um, you know, and then Marvel and DC are, are continuing with their stuff. What, what was that show with uh, Taylor Swift's sexy butt? What's the name of that show on HBO? Uh, Peacemaker. Peacemaker. Which is yeah. awesome. The best. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's, you know, that came out and, and, and we know uh, Richard Jordan's series is still coming out on Amazon Prime. Isn't that right? Is his name Richard Jordan? The writer? Robert Jordan? Robert Jordan. Sorry. For yeah, the real time. Uh, we have a barrett to speak because he's the big wheel fan of those books. Well, I, yeah, the name you said got me. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the wheel of time is going to get its second season, so we'll see how that goes. Right, right. So yeah, a lot and I, I heard nothing good really about that show from its fans. From the, I actually, the, the, I thought it was pretty good. Fans. I read the, all the books. I, I actually liked it in many ways. There are things they changed that I didn't like. I like. This opening better than the Wheel of Time opening. Okay. That's and uh, then Foundation came out with Apple TV last year, right? That, that, and it's still going now, I think. So, but yeah, there, there's a lot of stuff. Um, now, uh, some background for the games, even though most people who I assume listen to this podcast, and again, I can't say that's true, but let's just say a good percentage are fans of the games, but there's going to be a lot of folks that just like science fiction and military science fiction, and this is, well, you know, give them their uh, their booze, so to speak. Um, but uh, basically what it is, is uh, at least in the video games, um, there was this group of, of aliens or creatures called the Forerunners way back, like hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands of years ago, and there was another uh alien race called the flood which are similar to uh the creatures from the thing uh the movie or, or who goes there by john c campbell basically these aliens that take your dna and or merge with you and and or even the zombies from last of us for that matter and um so they began to take wipe out the forerunners so the forerunners created these halos which are these giant space stations that are really just a weapon that will wipe out an entire section of a solar system or a universe or whatever the term they use in the game. And it is intentional. So to stop the flood from taking over, um, eventually the, the, the forerunners, I assume just died off or disappeared and the flood wars stopped, but they still were ex existed even if they were stopped. <clears throat> so now we have, um the the marines and the spartans and whatnot which i assume are humans or human similar to like uh earthlings and they're fighting a war against uh a group of aliens called the covenant 
the Covenant is a group of different races of aliens. Um, and so similar to like, I guess the apes from Planet of the Apes, where there's a, a structure of the weak to the, uh, the the middle to the top and then to the kings and whatever the real leaders. It's like uh, a caste system, right? Yeah, a caste system based off of their ethnicity. But the thing that keeps them together is they're religious fundamentalists. And that's why they call themselves the Covenant. So when we translate it into the the Earth language or whatever language the human or you know, humanoid people use, it it means covenant. And the point of the covenant is to basically wipe out all the infidels and then eventually wipe out themselves and everybody else as well, because this world here or this universe that we all live in is just the 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 first life. So if everybody dies, you'll get to move on to the real existence. And so what happens is, is when the Halo um, bases, and this may be, I guess, a spoiler if you haven't followed the video game and you're just watching the TV show, but so be it. Um, basically, the, these Halos are systems are suddenly found by both the humanoids and the Covenant. And the humanoids you know, the master chief and whatnot want to take control of those and either make them dysfunctional again. So they won't be used to wipe out the entire solar system while the covenant want them because the covenant will believe by using them to wipe out the solar system, including wiping themselves out, they will now move on to the next life, uh, so to speak. Um, and so that's pretty much the basis of, of the game. And then um, isn't there a point, too, where the Covenant and the humans have to work together against the Flood? Yeah, well, yeah, there, there is one part where uh, there's an arbiter played by Keith David in the video games. who there's, So there's a rebellion within the, the Covenant at one point. And also, yes, the, the Flood looks, which is interesting, and, and that's the aspect that I forgot to mention, which is during the games, the flood come back in swarms and they take over both the Spartans or humanoids, if you prefer, and the covenant bodies and create a third army of monsters that everybody has to fight as well. So and that's where the, it's the like video Stalin, game. It, oh, sorry. Sorry, go on. That's, that's where the video game actually goes into horror territory. Yeah. Big time. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so the the covenant um, and humans kind of fight together at points in the game and they will ignore each other while they're fighting off the flood. But at any moment, they will turn and maybe start shooting at you as well if you're as the player character, because it's it's more of a, uh, a I guess, a, an alliance of need or necessity rather than because they want to prevent the flood because eventually the covenant really don't care about death because they believe there's another existence after death in this life doesn't really mean anything. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So I'm assuming they're going to get into all those things. Uh, I mean, they have to because the point of halo is the weapon that destroys the flood and the point of the covenant uh, going after all these artifacts by the forerunners, and and that's that's what one of the things are in in this this um, 
the reason they even attack this this planet Madrigal is because they don't care about the humans there. They just want to find an artifact that will lead them to the halo, is what I'm assuming that's going to happen. So um, if they can get that artifact, it will eventually give them coordinates to where a halo is, one of the multiple halos. Uh, systems, space stations are, are out there so they can use it to basically wipe out a portion of the universe. Uh, so anyway, that, I'm done. No, that was good uh, background for somebody who's only well done. <laughs> the video games lightly. So yeah. thanks. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Um, so I, I spoiled it for anybody who went in blind, but again, you know, I mean, a lot of people who are watching the show already know some of this. Well, you know, some of it may not happen. Uh, like we'll myself. have to see, right? Yeah, that's the other thing. Some of it may not happen. We'll see. No. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm doubting there's going to be the 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 arbiter. I doubt he'll be in there, and because they, well, during one, even though I think that was game three, I love that game, but a lot of the fans didn't like controlling the arbiter which was one of the elites, basically one of the, the creatures that did, were leading the invasion on Madrigal, um, because they, for some reason, they, they just felt that uh, they wanted to stick with the Master Chief. Um, so I don't know if they'll, they'll have that part. But anyway, well, we'll I don't up. think I don't think it's realistic yeah. to expect them to squeeze, you know, Three the, the the Master Chief trilogy, the original yeah. series, yeah. into whatever eight or ten episodes of a of a of a TV of a TV season. Sure. Um, I, I imagine first of all, I don't expect them to completely follow the the arc of the the uh, the games closely, even if they follow it in broad strokes. You know, which I'm kind yeah, of the hoping they do. They're, yeah. they're going to hopefully stay within the universe, even if it's well, stay not. within the universe. They've got a lot of they do. They do have like the Covenant, the uh, the alien warriors in the Covenant. I can't remember what they're called. Are, are very true in design. Yeah, you have another alien race that's in charge. The one thing that they've added is this human, and let's wait and see where they go with that. And right. I understand we haven't seen that the grunts either, though. Right. But we've, yeah. but um, so so let's let's watch where it goes because this is picking up earlier than the in a different spot than the, the game series starts up and let's see how far they get into this particular season, you know, um, and, and I'll flip it on like another example of, of an adaptation I'll use was uh, the walking dead, which, you know, the first season of that, which was only six episodes, but it didn't even make it more than a, uh, a couple of issues of the comic book, which felt like it was re- I mean, and it was notorious for dragging stories out that were very quick in the, in the, in the comic book series. So um, they could end up dragging out if they want, you know, the, the trilogy into like a five or six season arc, if they felt like doing it. Right. Wait, wait, the, the uh, Peter Jackson did with the, the Hobbit movies, right? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. We yeah. took one book and made it yeah. 10 hours long. Oh, oh <laughs> they, did, they did that with the twilight uh, books too, where they, they broke one of them up into like, two movies and that was well, those were the two worst because they were just so slow uh, well i but mean I, I understand that because some of these books the last harry potter book you know these some of these were oh, they did that massive too, yeah. tomes if you're trying to get ev- everything in there that's not likely to happen and think about video games do take you know admittedly a lot of the video game content is running and shooting shooting and running um but you know what how long does a typical video game run now you know 60 hours 
Yeah, it depends. I mean, uh, depends on how like, you play. Me, like, right, depends on how you play. Hundred hours. Yeah, Resident <laughs> Evil Village was fairly short. And that's you like eight hours, ex- ten yeah, hours. It, yeah, you could expand it to about twelve hours if you wanted to, but that was short. And but then, yeah, then you have stuff like Far Cry Six that just came out, and that that can last on for forever. Or Skyrim. Right. Yeah, Skyrim. Oh, yeah. Skyrim, Skyrim, which I know I've yeah. put in over two hundred hours on. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> Fallout Four, even Far Cry Five. I, I played that one for hours. So yeah. So I see your point, Mike. So they 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 can they can compress this as much as they want. They can expand it as much as they want. Um, do we know how many episodes this is supposed to be? I well, originally it was supposed to be ten, um, but the final count is uh, I don't I don't know. I'm I'm really trying to find that out, Mike. Um, but I, I can't I can't find it offhand. I should that's something we all should. have <laughs> figured out um before we got on the episodes we apologize to our listeners but um where it was we can assume it's between eight to ten now right well this, this uh, is I'm, a I'm show try to find in, out while you're talking Mike. this show has been in development for a while um yeah. i was it's watching nine, nine oh it says killing was hired for nine uh all right but keep on going i'll, I'll get the, right so i uh pablo schreiber plays master chief uh, who I'd actually played, I know from playing um, Mad Sweeney in uh, American Gods. The um, Wire. He was in The Wire. Season. He was in The Wire also. Yeah, I forgot about that. It's um, nine episodes. So, yeah, he had said that they'd started filming this before COVID, and so then the pandemic screwed things up. And I know of some shows where, like, they had planned it to be 10 episodes, but they had to curtail it because COVID screwed up their plans. And so who knows what it was originally intended to be. Yeah. So sorry, it is nine episodes. All right. Yeah, yeah, that's what it says here. You're right, Sean. Yeah. Um. All right. So that's what uh, happened with the. You're going. Discovery of witches, right? Whereas the COVID thing screwed up what they had intended yeah. to do with the episodes, right? For the final yeah, yeah. season. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And and that that show obviously didn't have the the um, numbers of of this show here or what it appears the show is going to have. So. Um, I could have also shrunk the season down the number of episodes as well. Uh, this show here, actually, um, the budget was two hundred million. Wow! Um, for, yeah, uh, for the nine episodes yeah, from so the graphics, they, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, so they, they went they went the, the Disney route and the and the HBO Max route, you know, with with the the Marvels, the Star Wars, and the Game of Thrones type stuff. So they they went full out with this. Well, they really need to if they want to compete, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nowadays, yeah, it's crazy. I was yeah, wondering we, how well they – oh, sorry. I said we, well, we are like we are at that point. Everyone says there's just too many streaming services, and and everyone generally is doing the subscribe and drop and subscribe and drop depending on what's there. Right. Uh, and, and, and that's, that's the reason why Kevin Letts isn't joining us as a, a co-host here because he says – he already has enough services, and he didn't want to buy Paramount Plus. But anyway, continue. right? And and I think if you're ranking them like right now, it's probably as far as the the streaming services that provide digital content, it's Netflix above all. Yeah. Then probably Amazon and, and Disney Plus, HBO Max, and then Paramount and and, and Peacock, Peacock pretty far down at the bottom. Um, yeah. And I don't know where you get into things like Discovery and other stuff that are more niche. 
stuff at well, the moment. Discovery, Discovery now is is part of HBO, so. Well, it, or is or will be, but I'm saying, yeah. but right now Discovery is the Discovery Channel, right? right? Which is a little bit more of a niche thing, like the, the Home and Garden Network, I guess, having a sure, streaming sure. channel or the Food Network or, or the Food Network. I'm talking about the ones that are just more broad based and have with original programming and all all genres and all mix of things. Um, right. Yeah, I, so Paramount has to find a way to get attention. It has right. to find a way to claw its way up. Right, and they have Star Trek, which is everybody knows, and they're they're obviously hoping that this 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 show will, will do it. The the stand was a disaster, um, yeah. And whether whether you like that show or not, it, for it that that was didn't follow the books at all. So so it, it really lost. Its well, but now you're being now you're time. being one of those people. You have to have something other than that. Well, the only thing that makes it a disaster from from Paramount's point of view is the ratings, and I have no idea what those were. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah. Well, and I'm thinking that's the reason why the ratings most likely weren't that good. Well, I know, I know, critically it got panned, but yeah, I mean, but again, you know, we, we've seen a lot of stuff that lasts for one season and they're gone, right? They just that, uh, you know, Netflix just dumped that one season show that I know Amy Rain, one of the podcasters on this network, liked and and Eric liked until the very last episode. It begins with an A, Asinum six twelve or something. I don't know what's called some show that got dumped after one season. Um, the Lovecraft Country that got dumped after one season on HBO Max. Um, so, but and but again, the stand was only supposed to be a, be a miniseries anyway. So. Right. So that, that that isn't a good comparison. That's a fair point. Um, though though that was a big name product, I thought that would have brought in some viewership. But um, but, well, again, but but again, a big name to who, right? And who is it? Yeah. Like the Star Trek shows are great for pulling in the Star Trek audience, but yeah. pumping out a new having a new Star Trek episode every week, which seems to be where they want to go. Yeah. Um, all yeah. that does is keep the Star Trek fans you have, and that is not a fan base that has been growing for the last. 20 years nope. yeah, unless you do something different in, in the series yeah that's a fair point mike yeah but but you know maybe they're hoping that the star trek and the halo will be come like marvel is to disney or star wars is to disney you know, I don't know. Well, well, there's not a lot of military sci-fi shows out there um so that could be their niche you know <laughs> it's star trek and then this yeah yeah that's that's true yeah um so uh let's get into a little bit of, on the episode itself um um it was a pretty straightforward episode but again they're uh, uh basically what it is is this to start before the game start and what it is is that there's a rebellion against the the government by humans um and so as a result um there's a rebel base on this planet called Madrigal and uh, the UNSC, which is, as Mike mentioned, the United Nations Space Command, um, is, I guess, the government. And this, these rebels are fighting against the government for some reason. And what happens is, is a spaceship lands and the kids find out about it. And at first they think it's the, the government to come to squash the rebellion. Um, and all the kids get killed except Qua, Quanha, 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 Quanha. Yeah. Um, and she runs back home to tell her father, who's like the one of the leaders of the military base. I mean, the rebel base, that someone's invading 
but it isn't it isn't the UNSC. Um, and so they get ready, and then we find out it's this alien group, uh, the Covenant, which they didn't know about. But the UNSC shows up with the Spartans, which are like super Marines, and they wipe out all the aliens, but all the aliens, which are elites, which is the, uh, one of the ethnicities or I should say races of the covenant. It's like the middle, um, it's like the, the Marines version of the covenant is this ethnic group called the elites and they wipe out all the elites, but the elites wipe out all the, the rebels. And what happens is, is that the Marines had to finish off the elites and they find that the elites are looking for this artifact and the one elite that survived escapes to warn everybody back in the covenant base what happened while the spartans or the unsc get the um the artifact and so they got to figure out what that is but they have a problem right with it shows that the UNSC is corrupt because they want to wipe out the lone survivor, which is this girl, because she won't talk or something. Yeah, she or won't talk, so they would just want to wipe her out. Yep. <laughs> yeah, just say that she died of wounds or something. Right, well, they want her to... Um, they want her to tell people what happened, and because she's the son of the, 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 son, the daughter of the general uh, who was killed... Uh, it, rebelling, but it was in rebellion. Was the one leading the rebellion? Um, she wants to use it as leverage to get independence for that planet and right. or that colony. And she's threatening to say that the Spartans had come and slaughtered everyone. So I thought that was an interesting take because she has, you know, she just watched these things kill literally all of her friends, and you would think that she'd want to. Uh, like get some vengeance on that. As She's all political, to, right? <laughs> but she is, yeah, she is just going all political on it. I think that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but they they can't have that, so it's they want to what is it? They want to do Order sixty six or whatever it is to her, uh, and have and have Master Chief kill her. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So there's a couple of interesting setups here. First, we 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 meet. Um, some of the leaders in the UNSC and are, and are pretty much all rotten. Uh, again, some of the, the people we meet are uh, Admiral Margaret Parangowski, um and she is a dink. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. And then, yes. Cap- and then there's Captain Jacob Keys, and he's he's kind of a dink. But then we have Dr. How do you really feel, Phil? Well, <laughs> well they're, they're the ones that want, want to have the girl killed. So, uh, And then you have Dr. Catherine Elizabeth <laughs> Halsey. And she's an interesting character. Uh, she's, she's like a faction of her own, right? Yes. Well, she, she's well, not a dink. I think she wants her killed, too. Well, no, I don't know about that, because she seems happy when they escape. At the end. Yeah. But I think she's and, more happy for the for Master Chief escaping. I don't think she really cares about yeah. Juan. Right, right, yeah. right. Well, and this is the thing that's interesting about her character, because this 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 character is 
the one that, that as Mikey mentioned, was, was, was trying to create clones. And she's eventually going to be Cortana because that actress is, is the, the woman that plays Cortana in the video games, to my knowledge. So she is going to be Cortana later in it. So she must die off. Is my well, guess. isn't and that clone? Be, that's why we haven't seen Cortana yet. Is my guess. It's yeah, that's right. that, that clone is her. That, that's clone is her. Yeah, but it but does it look a little it, different. <laughs> right. Exactly. And 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 you know she isn't going to become that clone, and that clone is probably not going to survive either, because Cortana is an AI or a a uh, human brain that has become digitized. Right, so she can't have a human body as the clone, nor her body that she has now. So they're setting her. This is this is the reason why I'm thinking. Actually, I'm pretty sure this is the reason why we haven't seen Cortana yet in this first episode, is because she hasn't become Cortana yet. So that's an interesting aspect too. Thoughts, opinions, comments? No, it might be. Yeah. Well. It is, that. And, and, it's, and it sounds reasonable, um, and that's a hell of a spoiler to put in the credits. Yeah, 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 yeah. because they they have it built right. I, I oh, what did I write? You know, I think I wrote like "evil secret" uh, on my notes. You know, it's like because they they just underline it before I even realized that they were going to show, um, the show that the clone was there. Yeah. Um. You know, that I just figured this was going to be, oh, secret project. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's and then which, so I figured you would just get that moment where there's the secret project and somebody looks through the door and you don't see what's on the other side. What's the mysterious project that's been worked on? Uh, but nope, they actually showed you that. So I give them credit for that. And they showed a clone of uh, Catherine's clone. And uh, OK. Yep. So, yeah, yeah, I guess I. Makes perfect well, sense that she becomes Cortana. Cortana, yeah, Cortana, and it also makes sense uh, if if Barrett, your opinion is right, which it's it could be, even though Mike thought maybe otherwise. Uh, but she has sympathy for Master Chief and is glad that he escaped, because in the video game, Cortana and Master Chief almost have like a relationship that's more than uh, working companions and more than even friends. There's a moment near the end of, I think it's the fourth game, where they are both digitized in one of her programs so they could hug and, and almost like kisses and as if you know they were supposed to be together, but obviously they can't because one's um, a hologram. So if she has some empathy for the Master Chief more than um, would be usual, even in this TV show, it would make sense, uh, especially if she becomes Cortana later, which it appears is, is going to happen. Well, I don't know that she has any I, – I don't know where her empathy for Master Chief is coming from. I think she wants him preserved, but I don't know if it's any affection for him or just she wants her experiment her, 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 to yeah. – to be confirmed. Yeah. I'm yeah. not sure now, it was yeah. empathy for him, but she definitely was glad he got away because that little smile at the end. Because yeah. that's her project. Well, right. and she tells, exactly. and yeah. she tells the rest of the team to protect him no matter what. Exactly. Right. Which means violating their orders. Right. Um, 
They were about so, to shoot all those people, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I don't know that she's – and Cortana may end up Falling having a different version later. of her yeah, and later. taking that affection or, or protectiveness towards Master Chief and interpreting it in a different way if it's a clone of her and her feelings. But at this moment. But, it, but her specifically, I don't know that those feelings are coming from a positive place. Right, that's fair. They're possible that's for fair. her. That's fair. So, the, so the, at this point, it could be more of um, her work or her, 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 yeah, that her work. That that should be good enough. Well, and she could be kind of considered the mad scientist, right? I mean, kind of yeah, exactly making these creations that are superhuman, and now she's doing these clones, and yeah, right, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, so that's interesting. Um, also there, 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 we'll have to figure out because I, I read in some reviews online were the memories that the master chief saw when he touched the artifact, were they his memories, meaning is he once human and these are his memories, you know, like Robocop. And and that's where some of the complaints have, have come in through uh, the fan base, because that doesn't happen in, in Master Chief's backstory in the game. Well, and I have a uh, question about that but, from something you stated earlier. Okay, hold on, and don't forget that question. Keep okay. Write it down so you don't forget it. Um, okay. The only second part I wanted to bring up was, or other reviews have said that this may be the Forerunner's message that he saw. And so all those people who are complaining that a fan base may be complaining about nothing when it comes to the backstory part, because this was not his memories. These were possibly information from the forerunners that he saw when he touched it. So we'll, we'll find fans out. Fans would never goes. jump to incorrect conclusions. No, <laughs> no, never. <laughs> now, Barrett, you had the question. What was it that you wanted to I'll clarify for any of us? So earlier you were talking about how they were complaining because there was a human in with the aliens. And I yes. got the sense with my limited background of Halo and from watching the show, my sense was that somehow she is related to Master Chief and they both have this ability. Did anyone get else get that feeling? I, I get the sense because they make a mention of her of, of, the, of them both being able to interact with the artifact. And I think they are related in a very literal way that way i don't think they're uh related necessarily like genetically <laughs> brother and sister gotcha. mother child anything well because like she's that. human and they're saying no no human is there, was ever with the aliens in the game so of course I, I don't know how they could know you know you don't see it in the game that doesn't mean it doesn't exist no <laughs> i think again this goes back to the realities of a human audience, you're making this for a human audience. You are still on a budget. These costumes and CGI designs aren't cheap to do, but it's easy, going to be easier. I think in their head, right or wrong, I'm not saying I agree with it. They want a human person there for the, to make it easier for the audience to get into that side of the story. I think yeah, that's that makes all sense. there is to it. I, I don't know that it's a right move or not. I'm just saying I think that's the explanation for yeah, what they would I can I can see that. Now, now uh, I, I want to make one clarification so to not piss off the, the fans of the games. Uh, it was Jen Taylor who did the voice of Cortana in the games. 
and she will have her voice play Cortana in the, the show. But the actress, Natasha McHelhone, is going to play the visualization of Cortana. So I wanted to correct that because I said oh, interesting. McElhone actually did the voice too, but she didn't. And I don't want the people to get upset and say, oh, these guys aren't real fans. of the That's kind of neat that they maintained the voice because they could have just said this actress is ta- doing the role. Well, She's that's going to do the voice. Speaking of the fan base, though, they're pissed that they didn't dis- use the, the actor from the video games voice for Master Chief, though. So they're still pissed at that part. They're going to use Pablo Schreiber, the guy that we saw his face. He's voicing Master Chief. Because he is the main actor, and he's like, yeah, you're going to use my voice, I'm sure. (laughs) Right. Well, yeah, I mean, if they're going to show his face, you need an an actor-actor. Not all voice actors are actors. Right. There's a reason why they, they are divided into two categories. Not all face actors can be good voice actors, and not all good voice actors are good face actors. Um. You know, we, we had this same thing in uh, on Disney Plus with uh, casting of, of uh, Rosario Dawson as Ashoka Tano, who looked the part, but was but you know people wanted the original voice actress of the character from the Clone Wars TV series to play the character, who didn't look the part. She would have passed for age, but visually she just facially doesn't look the way the same character way the character did. You know, so it just it's a way that that happens, you know, whatever they had in their mind for Master Chief, for whatever reason, the actor who's been voicing him for all this time couldn't do it. Has, this, has it been the same voice actor the whole time? Yeah. yeah. How old is he now? Uh, well, it's been 20 years. So, well, but the same right. person as Cortana. Too. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. That's right. So he might he but, might but be they, they could say years that, old. But they could say, yeah, but as long as he has the helmet on, they could just use any voice. Well, and but, uh, but yeah. they want to, but they plan on taking the helmet <laughs> off, and that's the catch. It, right? Maybe they plan to later in the, in the, the uh, series. That's that's a fair point. I mean, I, I know that someone's going to say, "Yeah, but Darth Vader, they they used a different actor behind, after they took the mask." I mean, you know? these are things that I don't feel change the story that much, like right. who the voice actor is. So right. to uh, me, I'm it just, doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. I know. Oh, I understand it. Other people, yeah, it is yeah, very important. Yeah. Now, um, let's let's get back to that uh, human that works with the Covenant, uh, Maki. I guess is the the woman that or girl or whatever you want to say she is, because I I can't really tell her age based off of. Um, she was clothed too much. Yeah, and she had her head shaved. Or, or there was a Please don't tell me you identify the age of, of females by taking, stripping, stripping them naked, because that can go very, very wrong. Oh, that is that. not <laughs> what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> it didn't sound great. All right, let, all right, get back on track. So, yeah, this is this is a real big change, having a human working with the Covenant. That's this is, and why they needed the woman. Or, or not a woman, but just a human in general, to be able to work with the artifact. Uh, because in the games, any 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 creature generally can use the artifact, it seems. So a, a member of the Covenant, if they got the artifact, they bring it to those, the, 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 the top dog aliens, they could use it. Well, that's you an know, interesting but, change, because it sounds like just these two have been able to utilize it, right? In the show, yeah. Well, at least at least in the first fifty nine minutes, right of the of the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it was it's, it was a little weird. Uh, I, yeah, because I was confused when I started. I go, what's what? What is this? Because it didn't make any sense to me. And, and um, 
I had to read reviews to understand what was going on. And, and they were saying that, oh, that was added. And maybe that's supposed to be the cipher of the humans. Uh, I mean, of the audience for for the Covenant, I guess. I don't know. But, you know, the games did it really well where they had the Arbiter and various other aliens in the the game that showed enough that, you know, they didn't need a different character that was more human to work for the game player. But for whatever reason, they decided to do that, I guess. I don't know. Um, let's see. What else do we want to talk about? Anything else on this first episode or the series in general or what we saw um, that we wanted to bring up? I thought the design I... for the elites came out nice. It didn't look like... Was it? Like they did the character designs didn't look terrible CGI. Yeah. Like you can the weapons, see some... the weapons were were identical to the yeah. weapons in the video game. That, that was a pretty impressive too. I thought. Yeah, and it it they definitely added like a video game feel to it, and just I thought those that first thirty minutes was just so dynamic that it really sucked me in. And it slowed down a little bit in the second half, but then the you know the very end of the second half it picked way up again at the end. So, and there was a lot of politics going on. So it, it, it had me wrapped up pretty good. Yeah, I would concur with that. The, um, I, I enjoyed uh basic straight opening into the show. And I, I loved how it was like 18 minutes of craziness. And then we have the credits, you know, that a lot of shows and, and movies yeah. do that. And I thought that yep. was kind of cool. And then you still have another 10 to 15 minutes of craziness as they're going after the artifact. And then, yeah, I did get slow during the, the politics and the world building of the UNSC. But then, as you said, at the very end, it, it, it picks up again. Um, well, and it, um, it kind of has that expanse feel to it. Like a, it feels like it has a really large plot. Um, that we have is in the TV show, right? Yeah, it's in the TV show, not necessarily the books. Um, but yeah, the TV show for sure. It, I, which I'm kind of glad of because I think the Expanse was doing a good job with sci-fi elements. So I like having that, you know, politics stuff playing out and seeing the different factions and all that. Yeah, that, that's fair too. Um, because yeah, they could have just gone, you know, straight. Um, Haywire, as, as you mentioned, uh, Sean, uh, Starship Troopers, or they could have gone all Star Trekky, you know, or, or pulpy, like in Star Wars, you know, or, or you know, um, a high science fiction as well. But uh, they they mixed it up a bit, and I, I thought that was pretty good um, for sure. So we'll, we'll see how how it works in the second season, I mean, the second episode. Um, any thoughts on any of that, Mike, on uh, how they, they did it with the the action, military stuff, and then went into the political and world building, and then... Um, I, I, think the, I think that handled that really well. I think that's a problem every science fiction series has. You know, if you're making a uh, cop show or a doctor show, do you know what you do? You open up on the precinct or the hospital, and off you go. Anytime you open up a, science, a real science fiction show, especially one with a completely fabricated reality, you need to establish that entire world for the viewer. And yeah, sci-fi nerds like us will 
probably slip into it pretty easily, but you're trying to reach beyond just that target group, right? And even so, you have to get the details down. You have to set the stuff up. Um, and I think they did a really good job of that. The action is there to grab your attention right away. And and by the way, and it also ends with a very tense moment with Master Chief and Quan or whatever name is escaping. Uh, and the potential of of uh, the slaughter, right? <laughs> the Spartans turning on the, the troops. Um, I think it, it, it ends off in an interesting spot. And in the middle, they pretty much set up the dynamic that we assume is going to follow the rest of the series. And so really the – and that's what you want, right? You want to give your series a direction and know where it's going. Um, and there have been series uh, – I mentioned like American Gods where the, the, the show felt aimless at times yeah. um, because while individual moments and scenes were executed well, there was not a, a, a clear – clearly communi- commu- clearly communicated – arc to the audience here i think the arc is starting out pretty strong you have this mysterious artifact that both the the covenant and the un want that has made spartan and Quan a target of both right and in the meantime they're going to go off while spartan finds himself or explores what this thing means and wherever it is they're going to go which probably is going to end up turning into that the halo world um, spoiler warning, uh, but that would be my guess. Right. And what about you, Sean? Uh, what was your thought of how they um, had the world build again? Because it's it's not like New York City or or Chicago or Toronto where you know it's just people and you don't have to really do a build. Um, and mix it with the military stuff that we saw at the beginning. Uh, well, I think uh, you guys have pretty much covered everything. I think, uh, as I say, like for me, I wasn't super wowed. I wasn't super bored. I just, I kind of, I don't know. I just really want to see where they're going to take it. So for what they did in an hour, uh, you know, or I guess even less with splitting it up between the, the action sequence and the political stuff or whatever, um, I think they did a fair job. I don't know what else they could have done or how else they could have like told what they were trying to tell, because again, I don't know what their end goal is for, or where they want to take it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because we know it's not following the games a hundred percent. They added the, the human character in the covenant. They had, they've added, um, um, the, the whole pre video game sequence when, um, Cortan is not even there yet. The, the Spartan uh, issues with the UNC, UNSC, uh, the UNSC seeming to be more amoral than yeah. they're shown necessarily in the in the video game. So um, it, it it's it uh, is things that I don't think any of us can answer until until. The end of episode nine, really. But I will say, like, if you're looking just visually, they do a fantastic yeah. job. The special effects, the yeah. the settings, everything that they they show us is yeah. done very well. There isn't a question in the quality of it, right? Whether yeah. like whether the story and stuff can hold up to match all of the the special effects and that, we'll see. But as I say, like, 
I was very impressed because I you never know what you're going to get with sci-fi stuff, right? Well, it can be very tricky when you're relying on CGI to be part of your story, right? Right. CGI can when you're looking at some of the stuff like you know, look at the prequel trilogies from Star Wars, right? The the CGI is heavy and it does not hold up. No. Right. So you want to have something where. I know this is kind of off topic or whatever, but when you look at like the original John Carpenter's The Thing, it's all practical effects and it's still believable. Well, it's today. good practical effects. Whereas you watch it, was, the, it was, yeah, yeah, the good yeah. one. Like, like that's, but, like, um, if you look at, yeah. That, that, those practical effects are practical effects that culminate, uh, you know, 80 years of practical effects in, or 60 years of practical effects in films. You know, where the uh, Star Wars prequels were culminating. Eh, about 10 years worth of CGI. Well, I would look at like the thing prequel yeah. where it was more CGI and it, I'm sorry, like it's garbage. Yeah. It's, it just looks garbage. So you can do CGI well, but you can also do it crappy. And it seems like a lot of like, especially say in the mid two thousands, there's a lot of more like the CGI doesn't hold up. Yeah, but I'll also point out to the practical effects of the 1976 King Kong, which has an awful lot of really shitty practical effects in it, and oh, that was a enough, big yeah. budget film, right? So it's it, it really is comes down to how much money do you put into it, and what's the quality of the effects artist doing it, and how much time do you give them? And I've watched enough things at this point where you've seen, like, I don't know if you've seen like the YouTube videos where it's like uh, visual effects artists react to. The, you know, the terrible visual effects in this movie or that movie or whatever it is. And pretty much the thing they always point out, it's like this is all it's almost always coming down. It comes down to the time that they give the people working on it. You know, do they give them the time to get it done to and the ability is there, but they can't finish rendering everything or fully immersing in the well, world. And, and clearly, I think they're doing a great job with that here. Well, speaking of the, the special effects being so good, at least in this first episode. Um, I think the two things that I'm looking forward to the most in the season to see the special effects of is Cortana, obviously, but also the flood and those creatures, both human and alien covenant that become uh, part of the flood because those are going to, like you said, Mike, that the game, kind of turns into a horror video game as the flood get involved which is the final act have, of the of the game of well, most of the games yeah of each yeah. yeah and and they're pretty awesome and to see it on screen and how they make these zombie hosted monsters will be pretty awesome plus to see the flood itself before it joins with its host to see what it looks like because it, I'm sure it's going to be pretty freaky looking. Um, and, and if the, with the budget this has and the, and the CGI we saw with the elites, which is the type of covenant creature we saw, um, in this episode, never mind the, the, the leader of the, of the covenant, which are those, um, creatures that were talking to the human, I forget their names. Um, but based off of that, I, I can't believe that the the flood or Cortana, for that matter, can't be in, any more awesome in their uh, visual interpretation uh, when we get to those scenes. Well, I also so. want to be careful about 
I don't caution everybody about, we don't know where this is going in this first season. For all we know, this story is the prequel to the first video game and it'll end kind of at that, at that point, in which case you'll, you would end, you, you might end with them first arriving at the, at the halo world and the flood will be saved for season two. So we might, maybe season one ends with the creation of Cortana. So you're not going to get a lot of Cortana here. Um, you want to be careful about uh, everybody. Like I, I've, I've, I want to see these things in the future at some point. I just don't know if you're going to get it this season. And since uh, they have not communicated clearly to anybody where this is going to end up. And I think we understand why, um, you know, they, they, they want to play their, their, uh, their hands close to their vests. But um, yeah, I think, I think just take that, Take what you can as it comes, and and enjoy what you get, um, for lack of a better term. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a fair point, Mike. Yeah. Okay, I was just to say it's a fair point. Yeah, but, I mean, maybe yeah, maybe we won't see the flood in this season, right? I mean, that that would be amazing. But well, like you mentioned, the the Hobbit yeah. films, right? Yeah, yeah. Now but I'm not translated to be amazing, but yet exactly, sorry, right. and uh, I. Don't want to. I'm not going to defend those films, but like I know the thing I was looking forward to seeing the most in the Hobbit films was smog. Yes, and you don't, and you and you don't, and I'm sure I'm not alone. Uh, but right. you don't see smog really in the first film, nope. uh, except a hint of it. So if I, I didn't come out of the film, the first film, saying the movie sucked because I didn't see smog. Right. Now there are other complaints with the first film. Yes. But yeah. that's but that's judging it based on what it was as as and what it did and if it did it well as opposed to just I didn't get what I wanted. Right. I have a feeling well, all these things we want to see will be coming. I just don't know when. Well, I, the reason I can't believe they're going to wait until season two is because the season two hadn't even been greenlit yet. So you would think that they would at least show the Halo and the Flood and. And obviously Cortana before they get to season two, because yeah. you know. Yeah, but know. yeah, you may have been right. You may may have been right. Maybe they said, "Hey, let's just make nine episodes," and and if it works, then we'll throw in all the awesome stuff after. But so yeah, you may be right. I don't know. I hope not. Oh well, yeah, I'll go back they, to they, I'll go back to Walking Dead, where they took a four issue story arc set on a farm and turned it into a. 16 episode season or whatever it was and it's just yeah, right. and, and most people complain because it was just way too stretched down and we all know it was done to save money so they could pay for Mad Men um, we don't know yeah, that's what, right. that's what right. the budget here is for Paramount and they for all we know they may have just blown their budget on this first episode and then everything's oh, going to yeah. be a lot, a lot smaller and a right. lot quieter going forward right. I don't know that I'm expecting to see the same thing every week I, and, and that's also the problem, right? That's the first episode is usually kind of a promise of, hey, this is what you can expect from an usual week of of our TV show. But maybe it not. Maybe they, they, they pair back a lot of the action. I can't imagine having a, se- a battle sequence like the one we got to open this show up every week. Right. Yeah, I see your point. Yeah, so who knows? You're right. Yeah, you, we just don't know what we're going to see in the rest of the season. So, I mean, if we do um, get it, great. I'm not saying I don't want it. I'm just saying I don't expect it. 
Right. Or if you do uh, change the expectations, (laughs) even if you do expect it, you, you, there's still a chance it may not be there. Yeah. So, yeah. It's good to be realistic about it then, right? So then we don't get our hopes up too high and then are like let down terribly as opposed, you know, sometimes it's good to go in with lower expectations. I think it's always good to go in with lower expectations when you can't, you can't, you can't always do it because we're human. Um, but it's really hard to, when you're like, especially when you're excited for a thing that people have waited 20 years for this. Um, yeah. You know, it's really hard to say I've waited 20 years for this. I'm going to go in there with low expectations. Um, right. And that's the whole purpose of the commercials and trailers and interviews and promotional feeds and all this and social media is to get the hype going because they want to because if you go in with too low expectations, why even bother watching? <laughs> you know, <it's> right. <laughs> What's your I'm not going to watch it. It's going <laughs> to suck. So it's really hard to balance those. Like you, ha- you have to want to see it, but you have to be willing to take what you get. And um, you know, we'll see. And like I said, I, my, my expectations are kind of in check. Um, I'll compare, compare it to third season of Westworld, which I was kind of liking. And, and I was, cause I was, but I was expecting a lot of promise. You're right. They're promising this from, they're going to explain it. Cause that's how the first two seasons have worked. Everything was going to be explained in the end. And, and and nope, they fucked up the ending, and they didn't make good on a awful lot of stuff that they had set up, and and I soured on that season completely in retrospect. Yeah, yeah, I think we all were, were like a little dumbfounded after that. So that's a fair point. Yeah. So, so like I said, I'm not trying. I don't want to be a party pooper. I want to see. I like. I I really, really, really want to see the flood. I really, 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 really want to see the flood. I just. I'm not going to be dis- I'm going to be mildly disappointed if we don't get it this season. Yep. That sounds um, that sums it up. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh anything else anybody want to bring up that we haven't discussed yet? Anything. All right. I think that might be it for our uh, episode for uh, this this uh, season one episode one. Uh, so uh, let's do a little bit of house cleaning. Uh, first off, um, uh, Mike, uh, what's that podcast that me, you, Eric, and Barrett usually do weekly? Oh, the Dark Discussions podcast. I forgot that was a thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm so used to doing dark discussions that I forget we actually have a podcast where I haven't been a spin on a spinoff in a bit. Uh, so we have to promote it. Right. So the dark discussion podcast is the mother podcast uh, of the, the, the site of the community uh, where we discuss typically horror films or thrillers or some other genre related dark dramas on occasion uh, related type of films, typically newer stuff on occasion, deep dives, uh and yeah so we we host that every week uh we have not missed a uh an episode i don't think in 11 years now so it comes out weekly and uh individuals have missed episodes but we have extras in the can so yeah we are well over 500 episodes at this point so please uh check us out there if you want to hear us talk about things that are more horror than science fiction yep indeed indeed uh and uh all right, uh, what's that podcast that 
me and you usually do with uh, a rotating group of co-hosts. Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews. It's a little bit in hiatus right now because uh, we're doing this show, the Halo show. Um, but we've definitely got things planned for the future, and we usually have things coming out every week. We have a fair amount in the can as well. Yeah, yeah. So even though we're not necessarily going to be recording some of those episodes in the next uh, four to ten weeks, uh, we have four or five episodes in the can uh, ready to be uh, released. Uh, so you'll see them popping up as well. Uh, also, Mike, me, you, and co-host Eric uh, do uh, another podcast. Yeah, we're going to be doing well, actually recording that one tomorrow night, and that's a semi-regular podcast uh, that three of these sort of original hosts early. Uh, Phil has been on Dark Discussions from the beginning. Eric and I joined not long into it. Um, we uh, discuss things that are not horror films that are so it's sort of a companion podcast to Dark Discussions, where we uh, hence the name Cinema a la Carte, where we kind of pick and choose what we feel like reviewing that week, and we take turns. Uh, tomorrow we're going to be uh, reviewing what has become known as a Phil film which I just watched today and I'll talk about tomorrow. Uh, previously we had watched um, the edge uh, from uh, which was Eric Webster's pick. Uh, what was the one that I had picked? I don't remember anymore. Uh, the, the one with Robert Downey Jr. What was that called again? Oh, oh kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Right. That yep, was yep. Uh, from the, the 2005, I believe uh, detective neo-noir comedy with uh, Robert Downey Jr. And Val Kilmer. So yeah, it's all over the place in terms of tone. Um, we've done Inside Out, we've done Flash Gordon, we've done The Starlet, we've done uh, all sorts of kind of films. So Collateral is another we've did, and uh, History of Violence, speaking of the late John Hurt, uh, who recently left us. So uh, yeah, we've done a lot of uh, different stuff. So if you want to hear us talk about things other than horror films, check us out there. Indeed, indeed. And uh, for some people who are curious, uh, the actual recording date of this podcast here, it is today is March 27th, 2022, that we're recording this. Uh, basically, uh, even though the show is released on Thursdays, we are recording this show here, Cartana Communiques, on Sunday nights to be released, usually on Mondays. Uh, unless there's a holiday where it could be pushed back to a Tuesday or, or Wednesday. Um, Sean, what else can people find on darkdiscussions.com? Uh, you talk about Patreon? <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, you're making me do this. Uh, so the Patreon is uh, something that is set up so that uh, listeners you can uh, afford to and would like to support uh, your efforts because you guys aren't getting paid for this. Uh, we can put in $5 in each month. And for every $5 you put in each month, you get to put in a movie that you would like them to record. And at the, it's done every quarter. So there's a chance that you can get your movie choice picked and uh, have a good episode come from that. So, and it's a nice way to be able to say thanks to everyone who is making all these awesome podcasts happen. That's right. And if you get your uh, Patreon in before the end of this month, you could possibly get yours picked as early as April 1st, because uh, that's the new quarter. So, and there's a Patreon uh, button on the, the website, right? DarkDiscussions.com? 
Indeed, indeed. Yep. And also, you can email us at darkdiscussions at aol.com or press the contact us link on the menu on darkdiscussions.com, and we will read your email on this podcast. So, if you have feelings about uh, the Halo television series, your opinions, what you think is going to happen, what you think of the changes, what you think of anything about Halo or Halo, the TV series, uh, please email us at darkdiscussions at AOL.com. Just write Halo in the um, subject line because then we'll know it's for this podcast. Or you can just type in the name of this podcast, Cortana Communique, but Halo is obviously easy to type. And we will know it's for this podcast and not one of the other podcasts on the network. Um, all right, so let's give our final thoughts on this episode and the, the way the series is going. So let's start with you, Mike. Yeah, I've li- I like the first episode. Uh, it's not going to be the greatest pilot or premiere ever, uh, but it certainly got my interest um, in seeing where it's going. Uh, I, I, I understand reservations of people who are fans, uh, but I recommend giving it, an op- giving it a chance and seeing if they end up viewing closer to the story or going further away from it. I was intrigued by it. I will continue to watch. All right, sounds good. Yeah, for me, um, yeah, I'm right there with Mike. Uh, everything he said, it's uh, it uh, kept my attention. Uh, I, I mean, the first two to three minutes of the show, I was a little bit confused, like who are these people that we're we're meeting? Uh, but then then the covenant comes, and then we get the Spartans that show up, and then we go, okay, now I know what's going on, and and it's just crazy awesome for the next twenty minutes. Uh, you get a great credit sequence, some interesting uh, aspects after. With, with the the doctor and the clone and, and all that other stuff and the artifact. And then we have a great ending for the episode um, in between the, the political backstory stuff that they have to do to get us to understand what's going on um, for that 15 to 20 minutes near the, the uh, I guess, the third act. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I'm right there with Mike. Uh, I'm not disappointed. Uh, let's go through your shot. Uh, yeah, so uh wasn't, as I say, I wasn't super blown away by it, but I didn't hate it. Uh, I really more just kind of want to see where they take it, but for uh, a, a first step, I think it's in the right direction, and I'm hoping that it will uh, really uh, be able to be a very good series that we get to enjoy all the eight remaining episodes. All right, sounds good. And let's go to you, Bert. Yeah, I really enjoyed this episode. Um, I'm excited to see where it's going to go. I thought the action was really well done, and the effects were really well done. Um, we'll see if that continues. Um, I thought the story was interesting, and it definitely pulled me in. So we'll see how it goes. All right, sounds good. So um, the next episode uh, will come out hopefully uh, on Monday the 4th of April, um, where we will discuss uh, the next episode of this television series. Uh, and that episode is called Unbound, which will be coming out on March 31st, which is a Thursday, last day of the month. Um, we will be back to record uh, on the Sunday the 3rd, get this out on Sunday the 4th, I mean, Monday the 4th. And, uh, Sean, what is the name of this podcast once more for folks who are curious? The name is Cortana's Communiques. That's right. The Halo podcast. And you can find it wherever podcasts are found under that 
name, com, uh, Cortana's Communique, the Halo podcast, wherever podcasts are found. Or you can find it on the Dark Discussions podcast uh, feed as well, wherever podcasts are found. And, of course, the episode will be on darkdiscussions.com as well, where you can download it or listen to it directly from the website. Uh, yeah, so yeah, please, think, uh, please, please, please remember that name, Cortana's Communiques, because I can tell you what happens is you're going to go search for a Halo podcast, and then there's <laughs> going to be there's going to be a whole bunch of results, and they're all wrong. That was you know, they're errors. They should never have been listed there. You want to go look for exactly Cortana's Communiques. Don't waste you your go. time looking for any of those. They're they're mistakes. They're all actually reviews of old episodes of Three's Company. <laughs> Indeed. Well, and also there are probably other Halo podcasts just about the game and stuff too. So th this is specifically going to try to focus weekly on each episode. So uh, you, uh, if you're, you're warning shows about the, the TV series, this is where you come. So absolutely, Mike. Don't, don't listen to the, the wrong Halos because those are about uh, old Three's Company's episodes. Anyway, uh, with all that stated, I think uh, Mike, uh, why don't you lead us out then? All right, well, thank you once again for listening to the very first episode of uh, Cortana's Communiques. Uh, we're excited for episode one and where the series is going to be going. Please tune in next week, and we will discuss episode two. Bye.